Hey, 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 what the fuck's going on? You are now tuning in to episode 75 of Not Politically Correct. We are without that nigga TS yet again, ugly ass boy. Um, but <clears throat> it's your boy Ray McCoy, aka Mr. What It Do, aka Young Splash God, aka uh, fucking No Cap Charlie, aka Doped Up Danny, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka FBI Mike, aka Hip Hop Harry, aka Hallway Jones, because yo bitch. Ringtones, she love me, she like it, you know how that fucking goes, because I'm that nigga. Um, you can find me at KPZ on Twitter all the time, every day, probably while I'm recording the motherfucking pod, you dig? And you can also uh, find me on Snapchat at Rebel. you dig? Cody? I did I did realize, um, with all these alliteration, uh, AKAs, um, Hallway Jones doesn't, doesn't do it for me, but you could do an HJ thing where it's like Hallway Jose. And it's still a J for Jones. You know, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, you know what's crazy? Um, Hi, it's Cody. But I need now. Russ? <laughs> CD record on. Everything. Pause. What's crazy? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, it's, it's just it's kind of uh, crazy because um, my brother gave me that nickname. Yeah, you told us the okay, story. So, yeah, I don't really, I didn't create that one. But it's not about me. It's about Russ. What's your name, You're Russ? You're so clever, Cody. Oh, thanks, guys. Anyway. <laughs> Russ, the barman, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Rangers, a.k.a. Kid Universal, a.k.a. School Wars Q, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. Boom, boom. You buy Ace Ventura Petit Tag. Wait, that's Ferris Bueller. Ace Ventura too? Oh, shit. Chicago. Chicago. You can find me on the chat. Snapchat. Snapchat. And then on IG at CandyComputerDC and D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And they are idiots. <laughs> oh man. Um also just so you guys know, because I know y'all love keeping up with us because we are your favorite fucking people. Okay. We are on Facebook. You know where we at. Our Facebook group is not politically not politically correct podcast. Um we have a page you can like the NPC podcast. We have a Twitter page, uh not PC podcast, where you can get the latest. And anything that you can listen to shit on, from, from SoundCloud to uh, the podcast app to Spotify to Spreaker to Google Play, go in there, motherfucking search Not Politically Correct Podcast, and we will come up, man. And you should talk to us, comment, fucking like it, fucking tell us how good we are, how shitty we are, whatever you want to tell us so that way we can get feedback to ignore. So, with that being said, uh, again, TS is not in today. Um... Don't know why. I think it's related to the Lord, but that, you know, is positive. Um, so we're going to head right into uh, Spiggy, 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 Spiggy Sports. Spiggy, Spiggy, Sports. We broke. Broke, <laughs> broke, five broke. <laughs> we ain't got it. We ain't producing. Um, well, I'm going to start with basketball first, which there's a lot going on. Um, Dame Dalla. <laughs> he, uh... Just what is it? He had a game where he had 61 points, and I forget if it was like five 
Christmas. Is that in here? There's like six assists, five rebounds, something like that. Oh, here it is. Five rebounds, eight assists. Um, he's the only player with multiple games of 60 points, five rebounds, and five assists in NBA history. That's crazy. Didn't know that. Shout out really? to him. Damn. And since he's assigned to Adidas, all his Adidas shoes are uh, discounted down to $61. Really? Okay. Insert looking ass. Pause. Uh, <laughs> going on. Uh, <laughs> Insert looking ass. Um, another thing. Um, the Suns are the only team in the bubble that went undefeated 8-0. and and yet, unfortunately, still did not make the playoffs. Wow. How, so how did that happen? Yeah, my notebook is in the kitchen. But um, about, like, what <laughs> where they were ranked from that one time. But I'm sure they were probably, like, one of the last teams um, or, like, lowest, worst ranked, you know? Yeah. But in if the they, conference. But, but if their job was to come in there and win games, how did they still... Well, they, they would need other teams to lose, and other teams did not keep Oh, in losing. the West. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. West Shit, you side, got, yo. You got fucking, um, what's his name going fucking beast mode? Damn, so, of course, y'all, y'all niggas was, man, listen. Yeah, well, and another thing. So, the the uh, 2011-2012 Orlando Magic free throw percentage is the worst in the NBA since 1970 with 66%. And this season's Phoenix Suns, speaking of which, uh, free throw percentage is the best in NBA history with 83%. So you can tell, like, with that and the 8-0 in the bubble, like, they were trying really hard. So that, that I, like, sucks. I feel bad for Damn, them, mostly Devin Booker, because, like, he what was his first or second year in the league that he shot, like, 71 points. And everyone's like, who is this dude? <laughs> So, you know, they're trying. I'm bad. Um, the LeBron's. No, I'm just kidding. I clicked on the wrong thing. But anyways, LeBron, um, <laughs> his 17th season, first assist title. So he's the assist champion for this season um, with 10.2 assists per game. That makes so much so, sense that that this would be his first season, you know, being assist. Well, not, not no, I'll take it back because he was in Miami at one point and he had Wade and fucking Chris Bosh. So this doesn't make sense, but with him, well, I mean, still it's like a power thing, but also like assist. So that would be like a lot of assisting points. But I feel I've never seen like you know, oh, they have memes out like Anthony Davis is doing so much for the Lakers and LeBron's just sitting on his high chair. Like, not fully the case, but it shows now that like he could be giving his assist to Anthony Davis. So yeah, for sure. I it's feel still like point related. Yeah, for sure. Anthony Davis in L.A. is definitely um, is giving LeBron something he hasn't had. In a few years, I feel like, which is well, no, yeah, Kyrie. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't know. I mean, people are people. It's, they need the team chemistry, so right, can't sure. get assists right. if you're not a good team player. For sure. Right. Because even Michael Jordan was sucking until he actually started playing team ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. You right. You right. Yeah. You right. I'm speaking just of, let that slide. Speaking, sucking, but speaking, I feel it. I feel speaking like, of that, <laughs> nah, he was because we. No, he, nah, he, he was. He didn't win. He's no crying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying there too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good layup there. No pun intended. God, <laughs> <Alley-oop>. <laughs> 
Were you going to say something, McCoy? I was just going to say, speaking of that, I started. I finally uh, started getting into um, The Last Dance. Uh, oh, isn't that good? What what episode are you in? I'm, I did the first three episodes, and um, and I got to say, man. I mean, he's 30% done with the series. Um, that, <laughs> that would be 50, but okay. I um, What? There's, there's six episodes. episodes, and there's, there's 10. There's, there's definitely 10. 10. There's 10 episodes? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm HIV positive. Okay, <laughs> I am thirty percent. Holy shit, that's a lot. I don't need ten episodes of this shit. Nah, um, a lot of greatness. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I just, I wanted to say, I feel bad for Scotty Pimpin. Like, dog, he, yeah. man, because his braids. <laughs> that, uh, those, um, the fact that the future. I like know your rage, man. Um, I feel uh, his, his he's like a hood Native American. Um, <laughs> He belonged on a reservation like a motherfucker. <laughs> Chief sitting hood. <laughs> Damn, that's racist. Um, we so Scotty's with Pippin. <laughs> Scotty's with. <laughs> um, he is one of the all-time lowest, n- not all-time lowest, hey. but for, for what he what he was doing, one of the like most underpaid players in the history of sports, probably. He got paid like. 17 or 19. I don't think he got 18. He less got than that. 18. He got 18 million for like nine years, bro. Yeah. 18 like million for doing years. that in like a season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. 18 million for nine years. And what they were doing at, for basketball at the time, like throughout the 90s, I mean, the 80s, 80s had already, you know, made it a, a, you know, a huge spectacle. But the 90s was bringing in like Mac because of Jordan, his teammate, who was also making bread. Like, so. And money. So yes, so <laughs> I'm just. I but feel that bad. also goes to to kind of like show the business savvy of Jordan himself. Um, one of the things he said was, um, you know, he'd have plenty of people coming to him to ask him, you know, well, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? And he would give them the opportunity to learn from him. But if they didn't take the opportunity, he's not gonna force you to, you know, learn the game. That's something you have to do on your own. Um, as much as we bad talk to him because we. Confuse him with the other Michael Jordan who hates black people. Um, <laughs> Thank God. We um, we still demonize him um, because of the products he's created and what they've done to the society. Um, and, I mean, honestly, anyone with a conscience would be like, well, you know, maybe let me change this or do this, da da da, da. But the supply has to, or the demand kind of influences the supply. And so with the limited supply, you know, you, you just make more money that way. So I understand it from a businessman perspective, but that's all the NBA is, is the business. It's, it's how you, you know. The numbers you he was putting up, too, is, was like, right. he, he was like on Jordan tier level of like right, rebounds, right. assists, points. And, and, you know, that's what people have a problem with, like LeBron, who was going to these different teams and creating his own team, but mm-hmm. he brings with him the stand, the fans and, well, the stands too, um, but he brings with him <laughs> the <laughs> whole <laughs> franchise, which uh, prospers in any city he goes to. So that's so he true, has though, that yeah. luxury. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm a Cleveland fan, fan no, I'm a Miami fan, no, I'm a Cleveland fan. No, it's like, we're LeBron fans. So... Right. So, like I could say, like I wasn't truly a hundred percent like I'm a Laker fan, but I am a huge Kobe fan. Like you know, right for sure. Right, no, that, Kobe, Kobe and Shaq. And when Shaq left, I was you know 
sort of a fan of you know the Heat wherever he went. Right. And then we had Dwayne Wade, who was actually like from here. Um, mm-hmm. um, we were like supporting him and all he does, and uh, until he changes hair. But you know how that right. goes. I remember, I remember um, when uh, Shaq got down there, and I was so happy that Dwayne Wade was able to do that shit because. He was the he was Dwayne Wade was overlooked in that 03 draft. You had LeBron, mm-hmm. you had Melo, and I mean, there's a lot of people coming out of that 03 draft. I don't think he was like overlooked, right. it, but there was like a ton of yeah. like stars was, from that draft. Was, yes, and I remember and I remember people saying Dwayne Wade was good, but he wasn't no Melo. He wasn't no. I just remember I remember hearing those types of things a lot from you know like my peers and just people who you know were into sports and shit like that. And I didn't like it because, for one, he was from the Midway. He, he went to school here. You know, he had been hearing about dog. Like, it was something different. So, I'm like, he kind of one of, not one of us, but, like, you know, he a Midwest nigga. He from, been in Milwaukee, been in Chicago. And he worked at the same place that McCoy and I worked at at one time when he went to Marquette. Oh, he did work at or I did not say the name. <laughs> Editing. All right. No, but that's another thing about how your – how your um, in sports potential is what your like career is based off of kind of thing because you could see like Melo was amazing but then he kind of went downhill and now he's trying to make his come up but Dwayne Wade and his legacy you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um so for me I just didn't never I never liked um, I was always a fan and I never liked the fa- I like I really liked when he him and when he got Shaq and they won that first championship. And he did that within like the first what three? Because that was like oh six, and he did that within his, in his within his first three years. He won his championship, like that made me so happy because it was redemption for Shaq. It kind of like put Wade in people's faces, like yo, you can't knock dog no more. He up he with LeBron, and you know whatever, and he's with with Melo for sure. Like so, I just had a lot of re- like a lot a lot of respect for um, how that played out, but. It is funny that you like mentioned being like a, a fan of the player as opposed to the team because I'm actually a mm-hmm. fan. Of, I'm a Harden fan. Like James Harden is actually my favorite player Ooh. outside of his, outside of his consistent Ooh. talking shit about um, Giannis. You know, I can't have that. But Harden is one of my you know favorite, and I like how he's like you know left handed and shoots like it's like unorthodox kind of like um, he can like play in I, I didn't pay much attention to Ginobili, but if he if that was how he played, and Ginobili was Dude. fucking awesome, he would run <laughs> yeah. circles around Harden. G, you think so? You really need to look in a Ginobili. Damn, <laughs> shit. Okay, yeah, Ginobili was a beast and a half. Who's my new? Is this <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to sure. go back. That was dude from the Spurs, right? Yeah, he played. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. He was was he French or? Span or Spanish? That was Tony Parker. He's French. <laughs> Who? What was Ginobili from? He wasn't American, though, right? The Spurs. He wasn't American, though, right? <laughs> dick. <laughs> he was a American dick. I want to say, and Manu, I'm probably, probably wrong, Ginobili. but uh, maybe uh, Argentina. 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 Yeah. Uh, I knew he was like. Wow, six? he's still playing for Argentina right now. It's his current team. <laughs> really? Yeah. Seeds. Wow. Forty-three yeah, years old. Oh, okay. Shout out. Still killer. That's your fun fact for the day. Damn, man. You know, um, what's his name? 
Stephen Marbury. Stephen Marbury from um he played with uh Toronto and played with Vince Carter or not, Tristan Grady. No, 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 no. No, I'm, talk, I'm talking <laughs> about Stephen Marbury, Trey. but he played for the Timberwolves. He dropped, he was at the, in the Tim, on the Timberwolves with um with uh Kevin Garnett and shit. And they played together and then he went to the Nets and um eventually the Knicks and no, no, not the Nets. He went to the Knicks and some other places, whatever. But he ended up going to China and playing with their league um, for a while, and then became a coach, and he won championships in China um, on their teams as a player, and then as a coach, he coached them to um, some championships as well. So, fun fact about um, American basketball players, you know, kind of living up to they, you know, living out their potential in other um, countries. So, random. Sorry. Speaking of basketball, come up, comebacks, whatever, come. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. The So the Thunder, after they lost Russell Westbrook, and then they got Chris Paul, um, they had a 0.2% chance to get the playoffs, and they made it. And Chris Paul, amazing player, as president of the was it National Play, Basketball Players Association, um, does a lot for the league and the players themselves and stuff like that. Like, shout out to him. Oh, wow. Dude. Uh, I feel like I should be fast-forwarding through a lot of the stuff because we were talking about, um, you know, <coughs> Argentina for 13 minutes. But um, Don't don't fast-forward through any of it. The people need this. And we didn't got no TS to give us no shitty-ass story of the week, so. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he, he he kind of had to, he talked to me. I have to oh, unfortunately shit. read something <laughs> to the public. You know I got you. <laughs> It's, I'm not looking forward to it, but I have to do it. But anyways, I'll take it slow. <laughs> okay. Giannis. <laughs> we are clipping Takumpo. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's going? If you guys saw that, like, okay, I didn't. I guess technically it's unsportsman and looked like headbutt, but he kind of like just didn't really move his head that much. It didn't look like he. You know, yeah, it didn't look like he had one, but like, yeah, but like it's still like, all right, whatever. So he, yeah, he did that, and then because of that, he couldn't. He was suspended to play the next game, so he was out, and then so we lost those two. Which I don't know how we do. We I think we only won like two, maybe three, but I think just two games. But we were. But since our record was so high, we still finished out and clinched our first, and then uh, clinched. But um, he finished officially finished the season with the highest single season. PER in NBA history with 31.85. Um, so that beat out Wilt um, in 62, Wilt in 61, Jordan in 87, and LeBron in 08. Wait, PER? Um, what is that? Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't ask about that. Okay, let me go to Google. Maybe <laughs> just... We're going to start posting some of Cody's uh, sports moments and definitions and shit uh, with the pod so that way you can follow along because clearly we are not. So... <clears throat> <laughs> player player efficiency rating sweet i knew that all along it was just like a, a fart even of the brain um and then uh so last week we talked about uh blue boo kevin Dur- durant because he thought that the clippers would beat the bucks now we can say ea clay thompson because he thinks that the bucks will beat the clippers in seven games um if we make and it, we, we make to the finals 
Yeah. Okay. Everyone's pro- really projecting Bucks Clippers in finals, which how we're playing, I don't see it unfortunately. But you know, we can dream, um, uh-huh. unless your neighbors wake you up. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we are playing our first game of the playoffs starting. I think it is Tuesday the 18th, and our first series is against the Orlando Magic. So tune in for that. Um, yeah. And lastly, uh, where is it? Brett Favre. There we go. Uh, Brett Favre said, um, <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be black. It's not for me to say what's right and what's wrong. I do know we should be all treated equal. If you can't do that, you shouldn't be in America. So it's like for that aspect, yay, Brett. I'm so proud. That's who you. Okay. But I'm really upset that he was on like a live radio or podcast or something and agreed with someone that um, he'd like to see Rodgers get revenge on the Packers by going to Chicago to play. I'm like, ah. Why would he say that shit? Come on. Well, because um, even Aaron's like mad that they're drafting a quarterback instead of getting him more help. And everyone like in sports news nation is like in agreement with that. They should be getting him help like receivers or defenders, stuff like that instead of like quarterback. But I understand both aspects. Right. Like the current quarterback, but you're getting old. You're going to get, but you know, so speak on that. And then after that, say something about a good transition to music. Go on. Well, I'm just, put it here down. I'm curious as to um, how how old is uh, Rogers? I think 36, but I can look. Wait, so he's not even 39, 40 yet? Dude, but still, that's really old as a quarterback. Right, but I'm saying, look at look at Brady. Look at Brady. He's like 42. He's gonna start for Tampa. He's, and he's an anomaly. You don't think Rogers is? He is 36. Near? He's gonna be 37 this December. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers does a phenomenal job, too, um, at not getting hit or pummeled at least as much as he can help it, too. Um, I mean, don't do so much with the offensive line that you have, but compared to, like, Favre, who could play, played for so long, but then also had the Vicodin's thing, so that explains why he had the highest consecutive streak record. So, but... <laughs> opportunity so <clears throat> speaking of missed opportunities we have <laughs> they weren't supposed to be there for that <laughs> <laughs> nah um so this is part music. of the outtakes <laughs> music right on what though trying to call this is part of the outtakes trying to call the silence and then hearing cody complain because no one's cheering him on about being a pokemon champion <laughs> <laughs> um i real quick okay so so i got a couple of things to talk about today the most pressing being the double XL freshman cover. It's not it's not pressing, it's just I just is something I like to cover. It's one of my favorite things to talk about when it happens every year. Um but 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 before I go any further, I would like to start off by talking about a song that has been really catching a lot of heat this last week called Wack. Oh yeah. All the notes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um so there's a song called WAP. By Cardi B featuring Megan The Stallion. WAP stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Now, I'm not gonna go too much into this, but I just have to vent really, really quickly. I have to give a little, little, little side note. I feel like this is 
one of those times where like you have a like a late night uh, TV talk show host and he just you know sits in and they have the one light on him and he just kind of like reflects on something that happened like September 11th or some shit. Um, what really grinds your gears? So I just want st- to I just need to say this before anything else. Um, the song comes out and overnight, literally, it um, started catching heat. To the point where Cardi B, over like over the process of like a day or two, became the fourth highest streaming female artist in the world, and the fourteenth artist in the world overall of any genre, highest streamed artist. Um, she's broke the. It's expected to go number one, and not only break you know, offer her another, you know, number one or debut at number one, which is, you know, um, an awesome record, but also it's supposed to be one of the highest streamed debuts, I think, in streaming history. So mm-hmm. numbers-wise, it's going to be like the number-wise, single-wise, it's going to break records in over the board in terms of how much it sold first week. It's supposed to sell, I think, like over 600,000 as a single first week some shit like that. The numbers, the number, the streaming numbers and all of the, you know, single soul add up to do some numbers like that, which is crazy for a single um, first week. So, shout out to Cardi. But, what has happened, um, <laughs> what has also happened is people have become very, very, very um, upset uh, by the quote-unquote message of the mm. record and the quote-unquote vulgarity and the quote-unquote, I guess, just coming really hard at this record for saying that it's over-sexualized, it's negative, it's teaching women how to be whores, which is something I hate when people say. Um, That's really something you can teach. Right, right. you're born with. (laughs) Like your sex, like women's sex. Maybe it's Maybelline, right? Maybe on you know what though? Like it's definitely been grinding my gears, and I just have to like to the point where you have politicians saying they want the song banned, to the point where you have politicians Man. saying shit like you know they're gonna you know make sure that this doesn't get played, and it's like a bad example for female children. Listen, man. Listen, man. First, I want to say this. Male rappers have said way worse, way worse on record. I, the memes that are coming out, like they're like, "Oh, this is <laughs> the guys that are like mad with the sun or something like that." But then, like, who is it? Like, I came in hard with a dick in my hand. <laughs> was it like DMX? Mystical, or mystical, <laughs> mystical. Yeah. He said, "Dog, mystical." One of my. It's funny because I just listened to that song the other day. Um, hey, hey, hey. Watch yourself. Uh, right, exactly. Okay, exactly. <laughs> but he definitely said, but you know, it's crazy. He said that. And if somebody was joking, like, he's been locked up ever since, which is kind of correct. Um, but no, Mystical <laughs> said that. I mean, like, slob on my knob, like, calling on the cop, checking with me, and do your job, yeah. lay on the bed and give me a head. You don't have to ask. You don't have to beg. Like, we've been saying this. Fucking, what is his name? Uh, Biggie Smalls has lines about sucking. He said, the, the girl's so fine, he would have sucked on his daddy's dick. Is that teaching yeah. children to be homosexuals? I don't like like what's what are we really what are we really getting at here? Like by like coming at Cardi 
and Megan for talking about sex. Sex, sex and human sexuality is something at the heart of it. Regardless of how you feel about it, it's one of the things, one of the only things that we're put here to do is have sex. Like, like let's just pull everything back. I get it. I get it. Like, there's business that needs to be done and all that other shit. But we're here to reproduce. And so human sexuality is something that is always uh, talked about, looked at, and in some shape and form given to the, to the public through art or whatever, in whatever form. It's in music, it's in, it's, it's in, it's in movies, all of that shit. Like, shut the and fuck up. Americans, as being, I don't know, growing up kind of, I'm, I'm missing the word that's on the tip of my tongue, but basically sheltering ourselves from sexual content and things are being too risque but then if you go to other countries like europe and it's just like normal they don't is it really being censored here i mean it's in everything that we see every commercial all the movies like sex is what sells it's i mean right but i'm saying like like if there's a commercial and there's a girl in a bra and they're oh that's too risque but if you go to france and they're like all out like boobs they're not gonna be like oh my there's like oh okay not like i haven't seen that before (laughs) but there's a woman washing a car pressing herself into the car eating a big mac and selling food like seriously Mm -hmm. um this country is the most crazy send that to me over 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 sexualized the thing about other countries is that they they show the proper place for it like there's proper education there's proper training even in their um, religious orders, they teach about the practices of sex. They tell you to be abstinent, but they do teach about it. Here, we're so weird about everything regarding sex because we over-sexualize everything and then we try to bottle it up um, instead of really going through and, and being really honest and, and, and about it. And we have so many like right. deviancies in this country that anything that promotes anything healthy is always seen as something that's um, uh, ups, uh, obscene or, or, or risque. Um, I honestly think because this video came out and because this song came out, that people can't agree within themselves about their weirdness. And so they want to shut this down because it shows a good reflection of what everybody's probably thinking, what everybody's probably doing in their homes. But that they're, they're just so appalled because they can't reconcile them in themselves. Because I don't see anything wrong with the song at all. Um, especially with the, the, the given history of the way in which we've expressed ourselves in music regarding, sex, regarding sexual things. Um, there's been so many and so many much worse than, than now. It's just everybody is so super sensitive about the smallest things. Yeah. For yeah. sure, for so sure. You backed up what I said. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's and and the, what the last thing that makes me mad about this, I have not seen the song. The the, the memes are hilarious though. Um, especially <laughs> I saw today that what Carol Baskins said, like, oh, she's mad at Cardi B because of all the animals she like <laughs> hurt in this video or something like that for the the clothes or whatever that. And Cardi responded saying, you. B-word, you killed your own husband. <laughs> right, because you did, bitch, but, damn. But um, um, what makes me mad is that you said that politicians are trying to like, get the sound banned, and I am 110% against banning or hiding or anything of that, any sort of art form. Right. Don't listen to the song. How about that? <laughs> and, 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 my, and my thing is this. My thing is this. Um, 
bitch ass niggas, don't y'all aren't we going through a pandemic? Um, aren't we about to have an election coming up? Um, aren't we dealing with some massive like protests because of racist cops killing people and trying to do a whole like system overhaul of that? Y'all don't have time to be worried about no goddamn Cardi B record. You have no time. You have none to be trying to worry about banning banning somebody's art. You fucking cunts. Stop it. Focus. That's the the mo of the government though. Uh, distract and attack. That's what we've been doing for years. Um, remember, there's still bills going through to where they can give um, billionaire and millionaire businesses more money while they're still waffling on this um, second uh, dispensement uh, 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 of this stimulus money or whatever, uh, while other countries and um, most everywhere are getting a steady flow of income to keep their economies afloat. Um, this is a greedy, weird, deviant nation. And, I mean, honestly, it is what it is. Do you expect anything different from this government? You know, at this point, you always hope that things will be better. You always hope that there will be change and something great will happen. But, you know, it just never fucking does. It just, it's just really trash. Like, What's the definition of insane? <laughs> right, man. This shit weak. But... Um, I, I, I just don't like, and, and the fact you can dislike the song, you can dislike the, the rap if you want, but banning a song, like I just like a lot of soldier boy shit. I just don't listen to it. Like yeah. I was never trying to ban country. I don't mean I tried once, but I failed. So I didn't try again. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> um, and I just, I just think that, and that, that is, that is the, the, ba- that is the basis of it. The start of it. Um, the second part of, about that is greater than just Cardi B and, and us talking shit about what women can do. Because I've seen people, I've seen men, men just like, you know, who are part of hip-hop culture, like it's teaching girls how to be whores. I'm like, shut your dumb ass up. Like, what are you so bad about a woman expressing her sexuality or wanting to, you know, be sexual? Like, you should like that unless you're bad at satisfying that. I really feel like niggas, they got a problem with that dick small or some shit. Like, I, like honestly... Honestly, you niggas who have that whole women are whores complex really be niggas that are afraid that bitches is gonna not fuck with them and find a nigga that's better. I feel like niggas that motherfuckers that Security. be on that yeah, motherfuckers that be on that shit. Just you know, that's that's how I feel. But I, I'm not you know I'm not a psychologist and no shit like that. Um, that's why niggas be like I don't want my girl going outside like this or looking or dressing like that. She should be able to dress however the fuck she wants. It's another motherfucker's job but to not But even so, touch. do you think that she's going to, like, not dress that way and then she hears one song and she's like, I'm going to just, like, change my whole wardrobe Exactly, now. bro. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Like, what the fuck is, what the fuck do y'all niggas be on, bro? And the bigger, the bigger, the bigger issue here is hip-hop. I am so, 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 so against motherfuckers always coming at what is done in rap. I feel like rap is held to such a certain standard that motherfuckers, since from day one, they've been like, this is street shit and this, you know, and parental advisory stickers came because of us and like all this other shit, which that's acceptable. You know, you got movies that are rated R and things of that nature, so you want to inform people, but it's just like, they're always on our fucking ass about shit. You can rob and sell and steal our culture anybody knows me knows I'm a hip-hop head. Like, I bleed, like, I really bleed that hip-hop shit and motherfuckers have been stealing hip-hop, fucking commercializing it, 
changing it, uh, watering it down, like trying to do shit to make money off of it. But it's always the first thing that you motherfuckers criticize. Whether it's motherfuckers is talking about too much sex, talking about too much violence, but you are not protesting and picketing and trying to ban these certain movies and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not making sure that that uh, pedophile shit that shouldn't be, you know, materializing don't materialize because most of y'all motherfucking pedophiles on some low key shit. Fuck it, like it's just like yeah. rap be. Yeah, you guys still support Drake? Right, rap, <laughs> rap be the first <laughs> fucking thing y'all niggas will. Niggas will literally hold up signs and pick it and shit about rap. Niggas don't do that about others. I mean, they don't... What's what's the common denominator in all this? And you know, I hate to, to bring it back to here, but yep. it's it's the same thing every time. It's the same issue every time. There is no new issue. There is no nothing new under the sun. It's always it always comes back to the same thing, yep. especially with this country, yep. um, which is supposed to be the you know, home of the free lander or landing free home of the brave or whatever they, they the made cat. up. Yeah. Home of the whopper. Whatever they whatever they stole from that uh French cat. Um but that's always been the MO. It's always been the same agenda. Um the things that are produced from a specific culture are often imi- imitated, but the things that can't be imitated, the things that can't be um readily refashioned and repackaged are always demonized and, and picketed and protested against um, any freedom of expression that goes against whatever made-up creed or, or honor code that they are trying to enforce Fascism while they're looking the other way on other things um, is always, you know, protested and oppressed. It's just how this country works. I want to say company. Like, that's damn near... That's damn near what it is, though. Right. And, and you yeah. know, what's crazy is... Remember that shit... Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was uh, in the in the baseball stadium in the end of the seventies, early eighties, where they had all the disco music and all that shit, and they were like burning the records. Y'all remember that shit? Um, mm. I think it was, it was either in Chicago, it was somewhere in the Midwest, it was in Chicago or Iowa or fucking Ohio or something. I think it took turns like it was in a lot of major cities and stuff. But the, yeah. the first main one where dude had the tank, he had like the, or the army hat, he was like a radio yeah. host. Yeah, that's the that was a huge thing too because he was a radio host. Yeah, and like still burning like he gets paid to play certain music. Right. They pay him to like play my music and and he was like burning all the disco records and all that shit. And basically, he was just you know that shit really was a, a attack on gays, black because it was like black you know black really black people really kind of held the disco shit and the house and all that shit really kind of came together on some. On, 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 on like the the backs of like black music and all that shit. It's all that that same rhythm, that same beat, which is why we was able to take a lot of that shit and flip it and make it into rap. And it, a lot of that shit, when you doing that shit, is is basically attacking cultures that don't fit the fascist like you know, quote unquote white man ideal system where it's like you know anything that don't go into that bucket, niggas is trying to burn and shit like. And I just I, I just seen it happen so i'm only 31 and i've seen it happen every every other year there's some every year to every other year there's something going on with rap where it was like they got to stop this doing like what the fuck are you talking about y'all are eating this shit up you eating it up you taking the culture you robbing it eating it up but but we still got to stop what the fuck are you beating taking it for buying it and then on the back end being like but yeah you guys got to stop that shit suck my dick please Stop, like, that's like when I <laughs> get mad at one of you guys for saying a really good dad joke because I didn't come up with it. 
Right, it's the exact same shit, actually. <laughs> God, I just clipped. But yes, it's that. So, this week we got the 2020 XXL Freshman cover. One of my favorite, 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 favorite um, moments in hip-hop is when they do this, this cover every year. Um, it's kind of like... <laughs> Um, the source unsigned hype when they would do that every month and shit like that, but the source has a white owner. Um, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of shit has a white owner, unfortunately. A lot of shit. Um, ben, yeah. ben, Benzino. Okay. Oh, oh, him and David. Well, Dave Mays, yeah, him, yes, both of them. But ben, wait, dude, is Benzino, you're Benzino such a... That's the dude. Okay, nailing the co- coffin. I'm so confused. Okay, but yes, Double XL, um, 2020 freshman cover. Um, so I, I, I it, it, it came out of left field because I thought we, and it usually don't come out in August. We usually get it. It used to come out. I feel like it just kept getting pushed, pushed, pushed back further and further. Um, because the first one came out in 07, came out in the fall when it was just called the leaders of the new school and then they started kind of like pushing it back till it became like a at the top of the year um type of thing i think it was um the 09 one uh the next the next one didn't come out until 09 but it was at the top of 09 as opposed to late in 08 um and then i think they would run them like towards you know the top of the year like towards like springtime you know like marchish um pretty sure uh, Kendrick and shit ended up on the 2011 cover, but way before, um, you know, at the top of the year. And then, so, it started getting pushed back and further, further into, like, the summer. I think 2013, and they pushed it back into, like, April, or they pushed it to, like, April. And then after that, it started getting moved for, like, further to, like, it was around, like, May. We would kind of get it. And last year, it was, like, June, July. Um, so, this year because of the pandemic and shit, I didn't um, think this one was coming. I didn't think we were going to get uh, one this year. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get one this year, right? And so it came this year, and I was a little bit shocked, a little bit um, just kind of like caught off guard because, you know, it it, 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 it definitely... It, it's... It's definitely a meh. It's probably one of the most meh covers I've ever <laughs> Double X M and Double X Meh. And I don't know and I don't know if it's because of my age or what. It's medium. I don't know. I don't know, but this is a really just blah cover. Um Meh. Ban it. So so if anything got, this episode has taught me, ban it. <laughs> you got um you got N L E Choppa. From Memphis, you got Polo G from uh, Chicago. I think Cowboy is from Chicago, who I've never heard of him. Lil T- uh, TJ, who's um, from New York. Fabio Foreign, also from New York. Uh, Baby Keem, who I think he's from Carson and by way of like Vegas or some shit like that. Uh, Jack Harlow, who's from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Rod, I've heard of that one. Rod, yeah, Rod Wave, uh, Rod Wave, who's from Florida. Uh, Chica. I think she's from Mississippi or Alabama. Mulatto, um, who's from Atlanta, and Lil' Keith, who's also from Atlanta, and then 24K Go, who's from the West Coast. 
Um, They've got to put their names in like one of those gener- email or website generators. Like, how'd they come up with this stuff? Yeah. I'm just say like, hi, I'm a new rapper. My name's Tom. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm your MySpace friend. Um, <laughs> well, Dave Burr. Uh, yeah, there you go. Hi, I'm Dave. So I, um, this list is just, I, I like, I don't know, like, I feel so conflicted because it's one of the first lists. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. 2017, 2018 were lists where I was like, Meh. going back, I think 2018 and 2017 did have a couple of people on there that were like, you know, d- definitely worth it. Of course, Ski Mask, Slump Guy was 18, motherfucking um, JID uh, was 2018. Um, so, he, uh, Black Boy JB made 2018 and he ain't done shit since. I, and I was fighting for him. And I was like, he need to be on 2018. And then he ain't done shit since he got on the cover. <laughs> Um, 2017 had, um, uh, XXX on there. It had, um, Kyle, who's, who's dope. It had Ugly God. <laughs> I forgot about Kyle. He's got, like, two songs, I think, that I know that I like. Yeah, um, it had, it had, 2017 had a few good people, a few bad people. 2018, Hi, I'm Kyle. few good people, a few bad people. 2019 had a lot, <laughs> 2019 was actually a, re, a resurgence to, to me. 2019 had a lot of good people, maybe, like, one or two bad. 2019 had, like, three bad people, and the rest was dope. 2019 had Comethazine uh, or whatever the fuck and Lil Nosy or some shit. They had, they had about three people on there, two, Lil Mossy or some shit, that were like... What really, year was Yachty? Really, he was 16. Um, he, those those three people were, were whack as shit, though. Um, but but so, last year was pretty strong. It was a return because 2016 had some good people on there. That had Denzel Curry. That had motherfucking uh, Dave East, Lil Dicky. Um, 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 Jail Designer was on there. Kodak Black, uh, Uzi Vert was on there. Um, Twenty One Sat, and these are people who when I when I first saw them, I hated them. Kodak Black, Uzi Vert. Kodak was like, I make murder music. Right, right. <laughs> no, that that cover had G Herbal. It had a couple of people that I did not fuck with. I fuck with G Herbal, but it had a couple of people that I did like like Twenty One Savage at the time didn't fuck with. Uzi didn't fuck with. Um, Denzel Curry, I hadn't. I heard that he was good, but I really you know hadn't paid attention to him. Um, Yachty was on like it had people on there that I didn't fuck with Uzi, but that I started to fuck with Denzel Curry, Uzi definitely Twenty One Savage. I fuck with him now, like so that was a, a really interesting year because it did what the freshman cover does. Uh, sometimes did you not like their music that they made it up until that point at the time, or were you like an, I didn't like I'm their an old head? No, no, no. I, don't like I, I didn't like the skill set. I didn't like how Twenty One Savage rapped. It took a lot. He's just now becoming a good rapper to me. He's just okay. now, like he's starting to rap better. People improve, and that's when I you I like you. Waka Flocka Waka Flocka Flame was one of the worst rappers. I hated O Nine because of, I mean we didn't really get a lot of good shit. I feel like O Nine it was one of the worst. Well, I feel like you you can't improve if you just started too. I mean that's you got to have time for that improvement. True, but I feel like if you are gonna make the freshman cover, you should be worth something. And be like you should like be at least football, good. Like this rookie was nothing last year. He sucked. <laughs> Yeah, and if and if nobody really is doing anything, then don't have a cover. I will see y'all next year. Yeah. Right, y'all all suck. Cause don't give me just a bunch scrape of scrape at the bottom of the bucket. Right, don't give me a bunch of shit just to say we gonna put it put together a cover because the first two covers happened because they were like shit. It's so many new niggas in the game. The first cover was just them looking at like damn, it's so many good rappers in the game who are about to be like the new generation. And you had Saigon and Rich Boy and Young Dro and Lupe Fiasco and. Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz and uh, Pat Poots and you had Plies like that was a good damn near that was a good class like um 
and they put all those together. They, they they randomly was just like, yo, we want y'all just be, we just want y'all to be like the, just want to show y'all finna be the next generation of spitters from every every part of the country, all that shit. And then a year later, year and a, a year and a half, oh, like a year and a half later, they were like, well, shit, we got Cuddy, we got Asher Roth, we got Bob, we got Wale, Wale, we got what um, happened to Bob? Uh, he, had a, he had a nice run. He had a nice run. Corey Guns, uh, Mickey Fax, uh, Blue, all the niggas on that cover, man. That was a dope ass cover, huh. bro. And they did it again. They were just like, it's so many of y'all that have like are new. And then after them, it was like, oh shit, we got to keep. Do-. After those two covers, it was like we got to keep doing this. We got to do this every year. And then after that, it became a yearly thing. So, um, but all of those people on those covers, whether I like them or not were in some way talented. Now I think these last few covers maybe I bagged up because I'm getting I'm getting older and I just don't like fuck with a lot of this new sing song rap shit. So maybe that's why where I'm at. But um on this cover for tight people people that I find to be like real in tune with what's going on in terms of rap. You got Mulatto. Mulatto was on actually on a, a rap game show. She was sixteen that Jermaine Dupree had like a reality show. Um wasn't that the cookie? Pepperidge Ferns? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Mulatto is like um, a mixture of races, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, that is yes. Well, it's supposed to be like a, and I think Mulatto is mixed. I think she is like part white or some shit. You talking about? You talking about Milano? M I L A N O. Yes, that was the joke, which is also like a mix of. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's like a reverse Oreo kind of thing. <laughs> yes, you got uh, her. She she definitely can spit, and she got a couple verses. Motherfuckers should check out. Um, she got like a song with, with uh with Gucci or not Gucci uh Lil Boosie, uh called Nasty. I think it is. Um, I think she's one of the only people on this one that I really have heard of besides Jack Harlow, uh, Rod Wave. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, it. I never, <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> like that's honestly though. These niggas be nobody's what no nah, um I. <laughs> I don't, um, I've never watched the rap game. I, I watched the episode, but I don't think it was one with her on it. And if it was, I wasn't paying attention to her. And I didn't realize who she was. Um, like, I knew that there was a girl from the show, but I hadn't paid attention to her as an adult and her rapping. And she can rap. And she can, she gets her, she gets her shit off, for sure. So, um, she got a new song, too, with Gucci. That's her, that's her song. Where she samples a freaky, very freaky girl by Gucci, and she kind of like reworks it and does her thing on it. So shout out to her; she can spit. Fabio Foreign. Fabio Foreign is out of the Brooklyn drill scene, which is actually rooted in grime. But it's like it's that new sound that you hear where they're kind of like rapping over those oddly produced like London sounding beats. Um, uh, basic, basically, basically, um, Brooklyn has a new drill scene, and Fabio Foreign is. Uh, one of the main faces of it. And so I fuck with him heavy. In fact, um, Pop Smoke, R.I.P., was supposed to be, he was the first freshman chose. He was the first freshman chose this year. And then, unfortunately, you know, in February, you know, um, he got shot and killed um, in L.A. And, but Pop Smoke and Fabio make the same type of music. It's They're both from Brooklyn. They do Brooklyn Drill, which, again, is rooted in like grime sound which is so weird to me um but they do the brooklyn drill shit and i've always said that um fabio was better than pop smoke to me i've always fucked with fabio with fabio shit more 
Um, so I think Fabio, this is going to sound really weird and I don't, and I'm not speaking ill on pop and I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but I think because same way Jay-Z and Niles are able to kind of do the King of New York thing after Biggie died, I feel like Fabio's can take the, the face of, of the Brooklyn drill scene because, you know, we no longer have pop again, RIP. And I'm not trying to say like, that's a good, that's not at all a good thing or anything, but I'm thinking that, you know with no pop smoke this is the this is the next man up really honestly truly and, and him and pop were really cool and you know his death he speaks on pop's death affecting him as well um also on this one we got um chica chica i've seen her um and tamara man your jokes are bad today i've seen <laughs> Sorry, her, <I'll> <laughs> i've seen uh chica do her thing um on the internet uh she was on the BET Hip Hop Awards, I think, last time, um, in, in the one in the female cipher. Um, so she she Chica, Chica can rap. Chica's actually like okay, she's one of them MC motherfuckers. Like she really be getting her shit off, and she's a character too. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Chica is one who I think is probably lyrically um, top two or three on this cover um, for sure. Um, and uh jack harlow of course we've talked about him on on pie i definitely was like if he don't make it then this is a bunch of fucking bullshit uh if he don't make the yeah. cover um so jack harlow got the spot that he deserved two people that i'm uh surprised more because of you know the cover came out and you kind of do a little research i've heard some shit from nle chopper he you know if i was like okay another southern rapping you know kind of like you know bouncing but he got energy he got energy to him kids young <laughs> they released a clip of the freshman freestyle that they gonna drop fully on Monday, and that nigga had some bars in that motherfucker. I was like, "Whoa, kid, where you been holding this shit at?" So sometimes when you get these freshman covers, mm-hmm. these motherfuckers is just waiting on the opportunity to really get their shit off. And the motherfucker, the bars he put together had some like Crip Blood references and shit. I'm like, "Oh, this shit cold." How he said the BC, with, you know, got Bloods and Crip. Like it was definitely dope, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm gonna be excited to hear him rhyme when he get that shit off. Uh, the full the full freestyle. Um, Baby Keem. Baby Keem is actually Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Baby Keem um, is the reason why Dave Free left TDE. Not like on some like, you know, I need to start my own. It was basically they, they wanted to, Dave and Kendrick wanted to focus in their time with their company and starting it and putting Baby Keem on. Um, so, and... He has, Baby Keem has done some background writing on Schoolboy Q album. That doesn't mean he wrote for Q's verse. That means he could have did a chorus or some shit. And he, he produces. So he got writing credits on Schoolboy Q's Crash Talk album, uh, J-Rock's Redemption album, writing and production credits, and um, and on the um, Black Panther album that Kendrick put together uh, for the movie. So he's definitely... Um, I was like, I wasn't sold at first because I'm like, oh, he just owned because he's Kendrick's cousin. He's only 19, which means, which means he was like eight or nine when Kendrick got to popping when they started making bread when Kendrick got signed to Dre. So I mean, like, you, you if you are in Kendrick's family and you, and you might have been around, what's going on? I don't really see it. it, it your your plight might be a little bit harder to explain. We kind of like Jaden Smith. He's just a good rapper, but you know he ain't been through the shit that. Like a nigga that you grew up in Compton might have been through, but it's all about how you tell your story and how you convey it. So, but I get so with celebrity like kids and like youth, I get so uh, finicky about how these motherfuckers might, how good they might be or what they might be telling us. Because I'm like, bro, you've been rich since whatever, but he hasn't. Kendrick has, but Kendrick's been in his corner, you know. So, Baby King, I finally listened to his song today, Orange Soda, 
And I like that shit. It Jeez. got a bounce. It got a bounce. Hell loves orange soda. Uh, orange soda definitely got a bounce to it. And it, it, I hear, I hear, you know, you can hear like the Kendrick influence, like the way he's kind of giving his chorus off and shit. But it do got some of the young nigga, like the young boy, like bopping it. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see where Choppa and Baby King both go as artists because those are the types of artists where I really. I feel like the same way I was with was with like Twenty One and Uzi. I was like, y'all. Ew, ew, ew. I feel like those <laughs> might be guys. I'm like, y'all. I'm like, yeah. Ew, ew, ew. But I, I feel like <laughs> Baby King. I feel like NLE Choppa's gonna be one of those people that's gonna do what Twenty One Savage did for me and just get better. I honestly do. I feel like he's gonna be one of those motherfuckers. That I'm like, this little motherfucker wasn't really on shit when he got out. But by the time like the next two three years, he about to step his shit up, and I'm I'm excited to see that. And Baby King. I mean, you got Kendrick in your corner, so I don't think you can fail. As long as he just kind of stays fast on what he's been doing, but those are the people who I think are, you know, um, you know, definitely the the standout people on the cover. Those five or six people, people we're missing this year, Don Tolliver, but fret not mm-hmm. because Don actually said he respectfully declined. Which uh, all I wanted to make sure of is that Double XL reached out to him because if anybody deserves to be freshman cover. It's that motherfucker. I don't know why, why he declined. I have no idea. I have no idea why he declined. Um, Let's call him up. There, there have been there have been other people who have declined <laughs> in the past. I heard uh, ASAP Rocky might have declined. There, there are other there are other people who declined the freshman cover, and I, and I don't know why you would want to do. Even Little Skies declined the 2018 cover, and I'm like, bro, you already man as fuck. Like, why would you miss that opportunity to get your name out there? <laughs> Um, so Don Tolliver declined, but that's, that's okay, because as long as they came to that motherfucker and said, hey, bro, you supposed to be a freshman, I'm cool with that. Um, Flo Millie, um, I've talked about her, like, once or twice on the show, uh, Flo Millie, um, definitely, she's from Alabama, definitely a cold spitter, uh, she, she, if she's not on there this year, she'll probably be on the next year. Flo Millie is, she's really just catching heat, though, like, she didn't, she didn't pop till, like, a little bit, like, last year, like, I, I want to say, like, damn near, um, I think she dropped her first song twenty when she was eighteen in twenty eighteen, but I don't think it, it caught on with TikTok, and I don't think people was really doing TikToks and shit like that until last year. Like TikTok was a thing, but I don't think it was on. Like last year, it really started to catch some heat. So, um, I think next year, Flo gonna be on there. Reason from TDE missed it, and I don't know how because that nigga is that nigga top like all the rappers on TDE. And that nigga reasons, I think I said this, that nigga is like up in the top, like three or four of them niggas. You got, you definitely got Ab, you got Kendrick, you got um, Reasons up there. Like Ab, Kendrick, Isaiah, and Reason. I think Ab, Kendrick, and Reason are actually the three best spitters. And then other people, Rock, uh, Rock, Schoolboy, um, Isaiah, the, all them all them rap, but I think if, we, if we're ranking them, really is Ab, Kendrick, Reason. Reason is really nice, bro. And the fact that he didn't make it this year, I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing at Double XL, bro? Because that that nigga deserves it, bro. That nigga deserves it. Um. So I'm surprised he didn't make it, but uh, also Sada Baby from Detroit didn't make it, and that motherfucker be going stupid, dog. Sada Baby is Sada Baby is, is one of those. Royce did. Yeah, well, yeah, Detroit got a lot of motherfuckers, man. Cash Doll, I feel like Cash Doll should have been on like a year or two ago. Cash Doll should have been on the 20, <laughs> if not the 2019, if not the 2018, 2019. Nah, I won't say 2018, but she should have definitely been on last year. I, I should I felt, but it was a lot of good people on there last year. But you could have moved 
one of them fucking whack ass niggas out and gave Cash Dog. I was bumping Cash Dog shit last year, bro. Like, Cash Dog got some 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 heat, heat, heat. Um, and she, dude, and she did that song with a uh, Big Sean in twenty seventeen. Um, oh man, Cash Dog been fucking Cash Dog actually been out since like 2016, 2017. So she should have been on the eighteen cover and damn near should have been the nineteen. But you know they gonna you know. She, I don't know, man, what they doing about cash, but there are a lot of people up and comers in Detroit. Detroit has a pretty budding scene. Uh, Sada Baby is one of the best. He's like my favorite. Like he's like a hood. Oh, like, so like, like, like what? Sada Baby is like a lyrical, <laughs> lyrical fucking hood nigga. Like he just a hood. He's like a <laughs> hood nigga first, but a lyricist as like also. I believe really can put some shit together. Like he got that. Mo- he got the, cause you all know Detroit, Milwaukee, and Bay Area music, they say it kind of sound the same. They say it all kind of like, R, when you a Milwaukee nigga, you Detroit nigga, or you Bay Area, you know, R bouncing that, the way we ride the beat and shit, the street music sounds the same. Um, and even we've gotten into some beef with Detroit and shit, uh, because, you know, they like, y'all still in our style, and we like, really y'all still in our style, but whatever. Um, and so, Sada Is Baby. Is like a Midwest thing then, I guess? Um, no, because I, I think that style started in the Bay Area, really, really, in the 90s, early 2000s. Like, that's, that, that bounce and that vibe, niggas been doing that shit in the Bay for a minute to me. But but because I'm from Milwaukee, it's, like, my job to say it came from here. But, like, it, but those are the three cities that, <laughs> those are the three cities that do this shit. The Bay Area, Detroit, and Milwaukee. All our, all our hood niggas sound the same. All our, their hood music sound the same. Um. But but um, Sada Baby. Oh, our hood niggas. <laughs> um, Sada Baby Damn, ended up. He ended up posting that. Um, he said, "I ain't gonna lie, y'all got y'all bother me this time. Now I got a horse. The niggas on this list that can't fuck with me. Congrats to the jiggas on this list <laughs> that I got rapport and relationships with. Shade to the motherfuckers on this list that I don't even know was." That I didn't even know was breathing. Take it how you want. Gorilla emoji. Um, Sada Baby is so fucking funny because he's just like, he's like a, like, Sada Baby do not care. And that's what you gotta love out of like a rapper. Like, he's one of them niggas that's excited. Like, it's fun to watch, but the nigga really be rapping. The nigga really be rapping. Like, he will, he will say some shit and it's like, he'll say some shit and you like, damn, that was kind of, kind of kooky the way you put that together. It, 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 it reminds me, he don't rap like Young Thug. But it reminds me of the way Young Thug put some shit together where he'll, like, compare two really weird things. And you're like, oh, what? This nigga compared that to that. That was a cold line, though. Like, that. that's what, the way his, his thought process. He said Octagon. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, the way, the way Sada Baby's, like, mind works is a little, it's, it's, it's kooky to me, and I appreciate that. So, that's what we are with this list uh, this year. I think one of my biggest gripes is y'all got a lot of niggas that's just men on here. Um, and also... Women. There could be more of a, a woman's. There's only two women on this list, and you know it's cool that we finally start to get women on the list with um, starting with uh, Iggy Azalea in 2012. But I'm gonna say this though. Um, women really are the best newcomers into this rap shit over the last four years, and I keep repeating this. And I know rap is a male-dominated sport, but at this point, half the cover could be women easily over half if you really want to be the truth because them the best fucking rappers them are the best fucking rappers man honestly truly them bitches will outrhyme i ain't mean to say it like that but <laughs> they will outrhyme a rap nigga two to one bro eat like eat rap circles around it flow millie is 
crazy spitter, like crazy spitter. Was like not no because that's a Chloe's a girl. Um, so she's crazy. Like she well, crazy with that I'm shit. Just, okay, innuendo. Chica, she said, she said, oh. Chica, Chica spits crazy. She made it. You know, mulatto can spit, but like women really be better at this point. I'm not gonna front my shit about that. So I just have to kind of say that. But I'm like. You, but I'm like this, you know, like, you you honestly look at this cover, and do you really think they care about women with putting these random niggas up here? They can't. Like, who the fuck is a cowboy? Like, what the fuck? Well, Polo G, Polo G is a decent, he a decent MC. He's not, like, anything I would write home about, but he's, he's decent, though. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like it, the choices were all off, and I'm mad that Don Tolliver didn't, like, he mm-hmm. declined, because, like, bro, this was really your year. He would have been the... Don Tyler on being on here would have made him the official, the best um, of 2020 uh, rapper or, or, or on the cover, hands down. I don't think there's anybody better than Don Tyler musically than uh, anybody on this cover currently. And I lo- and I love Jack Harlow, uh, and I think Chica can speak. And I think NLE Choppa and uh, Baby Keem are going to be great one day. But Don Tyler, he would have made this cover. He would have easily been the first one. Um, in 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 the line of people that are good on this cover, so yeah, I'm just I, so you know if y'all when y'all hear this, y'all can when we post this, we'll talk about the freshman cover, and y'all can go ahead and give us y'all rundown and what y'all think about it and who should have been on there. But shout out to anybody that makes the freshman cover, man. Whether I like your music or not, um, whether I like your music or not, really what it is is an opportunity to shine. And I think when motherfuckers go in here and they get better, you know, um, hey, and also little key. They played you with the freestyle, bro. You should not have let them put that clip up because Lil' Key's freestyle looked like it's about <laughs> to be trash, did it ash, my guy. So I think you need to call Double XL right now and say, hey, the one y'all drop Monday, make sure you get the right angle and make sure you get the shit I wasn't really singing. Like, it was like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so it is what it is, but shout out to that shit. Um, I want y'all to go to the group and on Twitter and tell us who y'all think should have made the list, man. And now it's time for... Reciprocity. I mean, all right, so <laughs> all right, uh, <laughs> so I was uh, trudging through social media and YouTube as usual, and I was seeing all the familiar random fashion of the sexes. I was used to, um, whether it's playful or serious in nature, um, which honestly, uh, you know, it disgusts me. I'm really kind of sick of it. It's, it's, it's kind of the reason I probably haven't been on social media like that, um, like I really used to. Um, I can't really get behind the whole woman bashing or men bashing um, trend that takes place a lot. Like it's like it's a lot. And it's just, it can be really pressing and, and um, just just a lot, just a lot. Um, and more so, ironically, with the new uh, quote-unquote anthem from Cardi and Megan that we were just talking about mm-hmm. um, for some strange reason. I, I really don't get the hate behind it. Like, you know, we talked about it, and I really don't understand what the hate is about it besides... Once again, you internet niggas just being weird as usual. Right. Um, for sure. 
That's one of my favorite YouTubers say, niggas is weird. <laughs> <laughs> because they is, bro, dog. <laughs> right. But um, one of the things I stumbled upon um, in my YouTube journey was uh, this video that I thought was initially about Me Too movement. Hashtag Me Too and whatnot. Um, and it turned out that it was about women complaining that men no longer approach them or avoid them altogether in the workplace. Um, I feel like play. we talked about this at like episode 13 or something. <laughs> Grocery stores, yeah. And it's, it's really been like something that's come back like full circle. Um, mm-hmm. the, the video went on to say that women are now upset at men because they feel that the men are doing it out of spite and out of revenge because of the Me Too movement just to get back at women. <laughs> And you know, it really, really made me chuckle because, like, we're now seeing um, more prevalently uh, the quote-unquote backlash um, of this whole movement. Um, <laughs> uh, and you know, I- I've been thinking that you know there's been quite a number of instances where the movement has gone too far and destroyed some lives. And when faced with the actual evidence of what, what was going on, the accusations turned out to be a lie. And in some cases, the accuser was not punished. Um, but they, they've been getting better with that and, and making those, those false claims um, punishable and, and with, with decent punishments, which I'm, I'm very glad for. Because that's, that means we're seeing some progress, even in light of the movement that's currently going, going on. Um, they're addressing a lot of social um, issues that need to be brought to the front. Man. I, uh, just on the whole idea of like, like man, like men versus women debacle that we often seem to like end up on, man. I just, I don't understand the reasoning behind it. You know, like I, I don't understand the need to gender blame. Be, and, yeah. the, and the reason I say that about, is be about, be about someone's shit is because at the end of the day, I feel like we, we, people, are, people project insecurities onto their partners and people that they want to be partners with. And so, you know, you don't want a woman to feel sexually empowered because just in case you can't do what the woman wants you to do sexually, you then feel like you know less of a man or whatever and vice versa like vice versa if you know if you can't do a certain a a man might get turned on by you know a big ass you don't have that or or whatever the fuck then you you have an issue with how you know a man expressing that whatever and not and it's 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 so weird to me because i feel like it's all everything that we do in life especially when it comes to who we interact with is preference man you know like the idea of dating dating someone (laughs) that used to be a porn star. I might not want to do that. I might not want to, you know, date somebody that has, you know, been fucked on uh, by X amount of people. And that's okay for me to not want that. That doesn't right. make, that doesn't make well, best, her, her a bad human being or anything like that. It just, it's... Right. I think we bash each other about these things. There, There's somebody that will love her as they should unconditionally. And there's some, and then, you know, will find that to not be an issue at all you know well, the thing about that well, is you got girls that could be business. getting the same kind of 
I was going to say, you get girls with the same kind of numbers, but, you know, you're just choosing the girl that, or not choosing the girl that got paid for it all. <laughs> right. And wait, where's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, what'd you say? Yeah. Well, I'm saying, you know, most of that is not of our business anyway. Um, the thing that messes up preference is opinion, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because everybody has a preferred whatever. They have a preferred uh, body type. They have a preferred um, look. They have a preferred food. They have a preferred activity. Um, the thing that gets most people in trouble or the thing that messes up a lot of things is that having an opinion, and especially uh, it's, it's something that Dave Chappelle has said, that just because you have an opinion doesn't mean I have to hate the, uh, the opposite of that opinion. That, that doesn't mean that just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you and people are taking that like personally yeah. um, because I have a preference of such and such and such and such I don't have to speak hate about whatever is not the thing that I prefer and that's what people can't differentiate between they can't just have a preference and you know it goes back to the whole fair-minded thing and you know it's funny that it always comes back to that but being fair-minded is being like oh I like this oh you like that that's what's up you know what I'm saying and that's it like you know that, oh, I don't like that. Or, you know, you, you get it with people who, like, um, they show, you know, they, they say they like a specific food and they and they, and they show the food and you got people going, ugh, you know, that's so disrespectful to me because it's like, one, you're not eating it, so your opinion don't really matter to me. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, you're not right. eating what I'm going to eat. And for you to be vocal about it to that degree is just disrespectful because you could have kept that to yourself. That's how you think about it. That's how you feel about it. That's how you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I can't change that. Nothing I, you know, unless you get the experience of it and it changes you um, because of that experience. Otherwise, you're always going to feel that way because you're not willing to experience or the experience you had was bad and that's why you don't like it. Yeah, but, I am yeah. out to ban tomatoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good job. Okay, Cody, I feel it. But, you know, it, <laughs> and, and just like you know, the, the video, the, uh, the WAP or WAP, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Uh, just because it's, it's something that doesn't resonate with you, keep your mouth shut. Shut up. That's all you got to do. Right, That's exactly. all you got to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody sure. cares about your opinion. It doesn't matter no way or the other. But now we've got to the point where because people are so sensitive, um, they feel they should. They have a duty to speak out on things that is really none of their business. <laughs> right. And also the internet, weird-ass niggas is giving people the opportunity to have a, to have a voice, uh, to, to have a you know, back in the day, bro, you, hey, you couldn't do too much talking unless you could fight. Because, l- listen, the internet allows you to have many opinions from behind that fucking screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it allows you to not be in, in a nigga face and, and a motherfucker face and have the opinion. So, you know, the internet. The scary, the scary thing about that, though, is the internet is now worse for that. Because you're going to run upon the wrong person who mm-hmm. is familiar with the dark web. And will catch you, and no That's what Russell's going to school for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And can figure out all this stuff because we post honestly way too much on social media in the first place. We give so many clues to our whereabouts, to our our activities, and everything that mm-hmm. if someone were to or wanted to do us harm, they would have no problem to because one, we're not prepared for that because we don't expect it to happen, <clears throat> and two, we give up so much information that we just give people a map to where we are, what we do, and how to get to us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the internet has made that very easy for a lot of dangerous people to do that <laughs> if they so choose. And it's not fun. people just, just be stupid about um, this uh, this video and giving away, like, 
okay, so this was nowhere near what I was going to talk about, but <clears throat> this really bugs me. Go ahead, um, go ahead, Russell. <laughs> when people, when people put um, like their children online and, and pictures and stuff, one of my good friends, whenever he posts a picture of of his family, he always has them either facing away or um, to the point where you can't see their face and you can't like recognize their face, which I think is like one of the smartest things. There are other things he could do in the video too, or the the the, the, um, the pictures too, um, even make that effect even greater as far as like um, his his surroundings and everything like that. But I always found that remarkable because you got people who just post their families and post their kids and post their activities online all the time when we're dealing with them trying to pass a pedophilia um, acceptance law um, and and other statutes that that um, you know the whole Wayfair thing that just really blew up recently. Um, these things that are really dangerous to our families and to the children and to especially in our community, uh, McCoy with um, there being so many women and girls missing yeah, and yeah. Uh, the conspiracy about uh, uh, organ harvesting and, yeah. and prostitution rings and things of that nature, that we don't protect ourselves well enough. We don't have knowledge to the fact that we need to protect ourselves and how to protect ourselves and what to do if we get in a situation that's unfamiliar. Um, <clears throat> and that's something that's, that's that really weighs heavy on my heart um, regarding how we use social media and how we use the internet, period. Um, even before I was taking these classes about, you know, how to you know, protect your your online identity and, and how to protect your computers and your phones and things of that nature, I was always wary of, like, doing things like this, like, why do you post this? Why do you share this information? All those different games and, and loading up applications into your phone to, to yep, you know... Yep, yep, I mean, there'd be sure. a time period where people are like, oh, I'm going on a two-week vacation to this place and blah, 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 and then their house gets robbed. Like, right. Too right, much. Right. Or, or they get caught in a, a foreign co- a country and you, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't hear from them again. Like, it's, And you it's, forget it's, that your daddy's not Liam Neeson. Right. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, off topic, but <laughs> I guess we needed to be <laughs> But what I wanted to say is, you know, after the whole... After the whole overturning of the evidence and, and um, we find out these accusations to be false, um, that stigma still lasts for a long time for the person who was accused. After the officers leave, after the verdict is passed, after the composition may have been received, there's always still whispers and dirty looks and doubt that that person will have to face because um, yeah. of how basically you know their life was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they can pick up the pieces, it still will never be the same. And it's, it's you know, it's reflective of the current time that we, we live in right now. It's just um, how sensitive people are and how um, quick to accuse instead of quick, quick to defend. Right. And I mean, honestly, it is a result of past behavior. So I, I get it. You know, I get it. Yeah, and that's, it's 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 weird because. After like I can only imagine that after that like how much like he said like there's always like dirty looks and things like that how much anything that you do who are going to be critical of in a sense of see I knew he was a raper like you know what I'm saying if there's ever in a moment where you have a you know a, a, a non positive moment with the opposite sex 
uh, regardless of what it's about, it's like, I know he didn't like women, you know, type shit. I, I just, I, that would be crazy, man. It would be like, wow. But it would go back to the idea of everybody blaming and the, the opposite side or just like not, I, I don't know, man. That's just, that would completely well, suck. Uh, the beginning of Russell's, um, I don't know, rant. Um, that's kind of what, yeah, what, we'll was, going through my, what was going through <laughs> with my head was, it's like, it can be whatever the topic and people choose, I'm going to dislike and try to fight against. It's whether it's gender, whether, and we were just talking about um, preference on art. You know, the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether it's politics, whether it's you know anything, they're people. I feel like it's their. They made it their nature to pick sides, and it's kind of dumb. Yeah, for and sure. Prehistoric. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the funniest, the funniest thing is um, the non-approaching. I, I really found that uh, uh, funny because. Okay, as a believer in the sanctity of marriage and what it stands for, um, I got to say that I think every year a little part of me that believes that it dies a little, um, which is surprising to to most. Um, Like, I could definitely see both sides of the coin. So I see the the benefits of being married, like having a family of your own, creating a legacy to leave behind, um, fostering love and and things of that nature, and the covenant... uh, um, over uh, over everything to God about how you will be a good steward over the person he's put, put into your life and over the children that he'll bless you with and, and, and things of that nature. But honestly, uh, <laughs> and this is going to be kind of rude, but whatever. Uh, honestly, <laughs> man, uh, dealing with who I deal with and looking out over all the world and seeing how marriage is destroying people, um, and how just being in relationships right now is just, uh, you know, no offense to you guys, because, you know, I, I see the partners you're with, and I'm, I'm so happy for you. Um, I'm so proud of y'all um, for being men and stepping up and, and um, oh, damn. choosing to love and to cherish the people you're with. But, man, my faith is a bit shakier than it used to be. Wow. Um, I read and listen to, like, different perspectives on, like, dating um, as far as like the red, blue, and purple peel cats, um, um, the MGTOW cats, um, and even the AMS cats, um, regarding um, their perspective on on on, on um, dating. Uh, and in case you don't know, um, the, the red, blue, and purple pills. Uh, red pill is um, kind of men who are like you know, um, um, for lack of a better word, fuck women. Like I'm, I meet them type of thing, you know. I'm just doing my own thing, you know, I, I don't need women. And the blue pill are where I refer to as like the simps. Um, and then the purple pill is supposed to be like a fairly balanced and healthy um, representation of the two so that there's an independency from women, but there's also a ability to um, to shower them with love and affection. Um, and then the MGTOW is men going their own way. So it's kind of more red pillish. Uh, without the whole bashing women, because red pill cats, man, y'all could be some some weird, some weird, angry, bitter dudes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looking at these different perspectives, I look back at my own experiences and and others who have come forward to talk about their their own experiences, with women and and men. Um, it can be like so exhausting. Man, 
I'm exhausted just think just thinking about the the last week we've had and um, with that 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 you know what's crazy Lupe Fiasco tweeted something um, that I looked up yesterday. Um, you had your music segment. I'm kidding. No, no. It, well, it fits into it fits into this. Um, That's I what she said. You, I, <laughs> it. He tweeted. Uh, hold on. Wait, just give me give me one second. One second. I want to pull it up because it, he tweeted that. Late, de- late developer advantage. Late developer advantage. Um, and it basically was like um, any motherfucker that like. You know, it's late, late bloomers, but not late bloomers, just not just late bloomers, but also like people who kind of like wait to like really put themselves out into into like the dating world and all that other shit. Like people who take time to like mm. have personal growth before they, you know, do the other shit. Mm. Um, I was going to say, they, how is that an advantage, not a disadvantage? But I could see it being like you're just taking more time right. to study before you're taking the test. Exactly. And that was that's the thing. When you wait, instead of jumping into like full-blown relationships and shit like that early on in your life, this can be for business, this can be for relationships, this can be for a lot of shit, but you're usually more successful at that shit because you've watched your friends and the people around you do certain stuff, fail, and yada yada, and you just sit back and watch it <laughs> fail, so you can be like, "Oh, now I know why not." No, do. but you I do. Try but, this. <laughs> but you do. You internalize. You can internalize a lot of a lot of that stuff, not in a negative way, but in a, in a manner that allows you to think um, around the way you want to do stuff because you know Johnny failed at being a husband here, and Mike failed at being a husband here. So by the time I'm a husband, I'm not gonna. I want to be done with those qualities and done with those qualities, so that way my shit don't fail. Business minded. I've watched my man. You know. Say with this much money, he jumped into this right away because he had a passion for it, but he had no business plan. My other friend, you know, he didn't do this right for his business, and I saw both of them fail. Now, you have those pieces of information because you took your time and you didn't rush into it. And and what we get a lot of is you want to, we get a lot of, um, um, like, we want a lot of, like, fast success stories. We love that shit. People eat that shit up. Um, but the truth is, and even like people like rappers and shit, they'll tell you this, like most of the people who have some of the greatest careers were working at the shit for about eight to 10 years before. It's rare that a motherfucker's Mm -hmm. been rapping a year and been, and now he's on, you know, a lot of motherfuckers was rapping five, six, seven years. It was just, it just, you know. Cole was like seven years before he got signed. Yeah, exactly. Cole was all that shit. So it's just like, um, that the idea of what you're saying, Russell, when it comes to like your faith being tested and shit, like I think. Um, one thing you have, I mean, you've been in a relationship, so so it's not like you are a late bloomer, late developer, nothing like that, but you take your time, and I've watched you be methodical in a lot of the shit that you do. You take your time with shit, and that is an art. It's a skill to have patience and not force yourself into being in something that you don't want to be in or be a part of, none of that. You let you let yourself develop until you, and you're like, okay, I'm going to, boom, I'm going to, now I'm going to do kinda this. It's kind of like, so. was it Edison that said, like, I didn't fail, I just found a thousand ways that didn't work? So you're just basically yeah. like restudying or relearning. Right. Like, okay, that didn't work. Now I know what to do better in the situation next time. So. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, part of life is is, is experience. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. learning. Well, part of learning is experience. And the thing about it is, like, what's funny is, like, you, you would say, like, um, you uh, you have patience in this, and you know, you're you, you've been watching and, and and learning and looking and and waiting. And I think that's a uh, a song by uh, <laughs> John Mayer. What's his name? Ben something. Um, ben Wallace, no. <laughs> uh, um, ben Simmons. Ben Franklin. 
<laughs> no. But uh, the thing about it is, like, that's just life. That's that's just life, period. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny how things that would be considered normal a couple of years, five, ten years ago, are now being defined with these new terms that they they definitely just mean the same thing that they did all those years ago. Um, as I've been saying, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, that was just that was just life. Like when you um, go work at a job and you pay attention to how the job functions and you pay attention to how they're making money, and then you start your own business later. Um, if, if you learned all that from working at a job, so you know what things to to aim for, what things to pull back from. Um, that's just how how you learn. Um, the funniest thing about you know, unfortunately, um, I keep saying the funniest thing, um, but the thing about approaching is that that's how you learn to interact with people. That's how you learn to be charming. That's how you learn to um, to do those things, to not do those things that um, are acceptable or unacceptable is you get out there and you try. You get out there and you approach. You get out there and you try. But now, because of all these things that are, are happening, men are choosing to avoid and stay away from women to protect their lives and protect their careers. We have so many guidelines and rules about how to behave, how to approach, when to approach, don't approach, don't look, don't smile, smile back, hold eye contact, um, hold it for three seconds, hold it for five seconds, touch her ear, pursue, back off, stay away. All these rules and confusion, and no matter what we do, we are damned. So if we approach, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, 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 we are labeled as a demon if we're not felt or if we're not uh, attractive enough or we're not charming enough. Uh, we're seen as a, a danger. Um, if we don't approach, we're seen as, you know, he must be gay, he must be weird, or he must be bitter against women. So it's it's always a losing battle. Yeah. Um, but that's the root of it all is, like, the whole cliche, you know, just be yourself is, like, if you're not being, like, I get, you got, there's those key steps to being a gentleman, but if you're not being your true full self and you got to watch, like, oh, should I do this, should I not do this, should I do, you know, that's, and you win the girl over, that's not the right girl for you. So you got to be truly full of yourself. And she laughs at your little quirks or, you know, thinks you're charming or something like that. Then that's the one. And I think right. I think what, what he's saying, though, is to even get to that <laughs> that point, sometimes it can be... I know, but... If, it can be fearful, like, if you, you know, just... Imp- and I, I understand that. It's just, like, we don't got time to play around anymore. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm walk eggshells just to get a second thing. <laughs> He said, we don't got time to be playing with y'all bitches. <laughs> Sorry. But I've... then again, that's just bringing your full self to the table in, anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, I don't got time for this. I don't got time for that. But then you're seen as some type of player or womanizer if you, like, you know, go on a date. Then, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. This wasn't what it was. And you see on another date. three you know, and a half you know billion girls on the planet. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, you know, it's, it's just a stigma. Like, you know, yeah, sure. uh, I can't tell you how many times, yeah. uh, how many yeah. women I've talked to where the first thing they said after they feel comfortable with me, quote unquote, is that, well, you know, I, I didn't really think I was going to give you a chance because you look like a player. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? How right. do you look like a player? Like, yeah. I just look like me. You know I have no sweatband on. I dress a certain way to, to be clean and to feel you know, confident in how I, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I do these things for me, so I don't understand how this gives you this impression, unless right. it's what you're used to what, dating. And you're what impression on people, people have on you to, like, stigma to be a player, like, you, 
I feel like at first glance, it's like a scholar, not playing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> uh, but even though, you know, on the other hand, because I like to give, you know, both the, the dark and the light, as I said, um, mm-hmm. women are allowed to be all the way inappropriate with how they approach, how they, the little touches, the weird massages at work and being way too close and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. that is the most uncomfortable thing <laughs> right. that I've ever felt at work. It's funny that, you know, I, I posted in the group that Greer Barnes thing where you're like, you know, walking down the street at night and I seen this white woman coming towards me. So I crossed the street. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like that because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because, well, it's even like that Will Judah thing where they're like, you guys better give Judah the same energy because if Will did that... <laughs> right, 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 right. But the thing is, like, you know, and I know it, I don't know if it, it was determined that it was false or if they even looked into it, um, but remember the, the Megan, uh, Megan Stallion thing where, you know, um, uh, uh, who named Lane, whatever, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> shot her in the foot? Yeah. Oh, Tori Lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. but but everybody remembers that. But remember how they had said before that he was flirting with another girl, and she came over there and was like beating his ass, like beat him. Yeah, right. And she right. like twice his size, both in height and weight. But you know, nobody was saying. Well, that apparently, Tory Lanez is like really short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he like five. Right. But... He's short and small. Like right. he's short and small of stature. Yeah. Um, and there was talks about he shot in the air first to, as a warning because she was like beating him down. Like I said, I don't know what happened to that story or what happened to that that account because that was like prevalent for a lot for a while, but then everybody's just taking her side, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, he it shot at her. Short. That, that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, but you know, the thing about it is, what? That was just the funny thing is, uh, she came out and was like, I've never, I never hit nobody with you, dude, and I'm just like, it's so weird. Also, she's walking really well now, and for not. Right. Not this, not to say that she lied about it or anything. I'm just that's so weird to me that she healed that well that quickly. So she's a mutant. Yeah. Somebody has somebody posted that where they were like she healed her foot healed on some Wolverine shit because she was definitely <laughs> twerking on. The, she's not wearing a boot and she was definitely twerking on a boat uh, last week. So yeah, yeah, to Tom song. Yeah, they're posting that all over the place. That's her uh, home remedy re- remedy for uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that that just kind of proves my point that you know um there was two accounts going on and the man account was um mm-hmm. just lost in the sauce basically for sure um and yeah, right. perpetuating this this um this thing about her her being shot and i you know and i don't know if that's just because it seemed like the greater threat at the time quote unquote but if somebody was beating on me and i had no other way to get them off me but shoot them i definitely would shoot them uh, and you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just self defense on my part, but it would still have been a thing to where everybody would be looking at me like, well, you shot him, da, 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 you should be this and that, and that. But the fact of the matter is, nobody was seeing, you know, nobody sees um, the uh, provocation, or the provocation, I believe that is how it goes. They just see the reaction. They always yep. see the reaction. They always go forward with a reaction. Yeah. They only see one <laughs> side and they're only. They have like forced their or put their blinders in to only see one side, right? So the big picture, whatever whatever yeah. narrative makes you feel better, like whatever you know. We always see things in the, through a, through a, like a, a lens that suits our 
preference. Mm-hmm. Again, seriously. It's like you when you think about shit that happened in your past and shit, if you felt like you were the victim, you always tell the and this is how our brain works, this is on some science shit. You tell the story or you remember you not even tell the story on purpose, you remember the story in a way as time goes on that makes you more of the victim, that makes you more of the one who was wronged and so it justifies your feeling in how you were wrong. So she blinded me with science. <laughs> even in, even our, even our good memories, even our good memories. If I said like, "Oh, I had some good sex last night," uh, she came. Whatever. I'm going to. If that was one of my moments, I'm going to remember that even better. And next, then three years from now, I'm be like, "Man, I went three, two hours, four hours, and she was busting everywhere." Like the the way we remember shit that we love or that we hate. It it grows in our mind in a way to, to suit the narrative of how we want the story to be told. So if if I feel good about this, I'm gonna add little shit to the memory to make myself feel good. If I hate this thing, and that's how that's how it is when we focus our blinders in. Like if I'm a anti woman ass nigga, as soon as they start, I start seeing Meg the Stallion healing, I'm gonna be like, this bitch was lying anyways. We knew it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how we interpret shit, man. And it's horrible. Right. Not only that, we're always remembering a memory. Um, we don't usually remember the true memory. That's why when um, mm-hmm. we have accounts with other people, it usually sounds different, even though it's the same memory. Yeah. Um, it's because we're all remembering the memory of a memory, um, which always becomes skewed over time, as you said. Um, when you only have your perspective. And yeah. and everything. Because um, it's naturally, it's, it's naturally programmed to function to protect us. So it's always going to be fabricating things to make them either better for us or to make things worse for us so that we put up that survival mode and push away from it. So I said all that to say this. Um, and, and and it's funny because, you know, beauty makes excuses or people make excuses for beauty um, just as it does for for money for men. Um, and it's funny because one, uh, one of my favorite quotes... Uh, is is a dig against women, but it's it's funny in the context. Uh, Daniel Tosh once said, um, <laughs> "Being an ugly woman is is a lot like being a man. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to work." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which I mean, it's true. I mean, beauty is what runs the world, um, and money controls it. It's it's it's, it's funny um, <laughs> that pretty people get off. Way too too easily. No uh, pun intended. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Griffin. I, my, it might be worse for them because you know some of them just later. But so, um, yeah, yeah. But the the thing about it is the risk is slowly becoming not worth the reward, and the effort slope is on decline. Uh, men are choosing themselves, and the world is having a problem with that. You can't oppress a group of people, as we've seen in history over and over and over, and expect them to continue in that impression, uh, in that oppression. Excuse me. This happens with women, and they have made great strides to show up and be seen and be heard and to come to the table with mm-hmm. their business intact, more so than men and, and, and better than men, which is phenomenal. Um, I applaud them for that, as that is a great feat in this male dominated infrastructure. I mean, it was, it was built that way. But at the same time, there needs to be a balance on both ends. And I think that's what the best thing is that we need to work on. Um, it's an oppression that's wrapped in oppression. Oh, man. No one group should be seen as lesser. But right now, the trend is volatile at best towards men. 
And it's not to say that we don't deserve it because things have been uh, obscure for a while and the women still don't have the equity they desire. But the thing about equity is that a lot of women seem to want all the good stuff and not the bad. But that's what comes with being equal. You get both sides. Yeah, for sure. You get all of it. Uh, one YouTuber said that we are trying to make the world safer for women. And I think in doing so, you also cut down on the things that make it unsafe for men. But therein lies the confusion because with everyone being safe, no one is making a connection because someone has to go out on a limb to connect. Right. There's always a chance or risk or danger in trying to connect with someone. And since women are used to being approached and damn near accosted now, yeah. Uh, yeah. The men are doing their own thing and women are now having to approach and convince a man to give them the time of day to which men have now counted the cost and found them not to be so worth the trouble. Throw all um, the gender stuff away and just humans at all need to realize it's, I mean, I get like helping each other out, but you can't have the good without the bad, the positive without the negative. Yeah, like, you gotta deal life. with the bad stuff yeah. in life. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's, that's what I like. And right. if you want to complain, then shut up about it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but men are, are really, really kind of cost. And they're, they're like, you know, this isn't worth the trouble, um, the focus shift, or the expenses. Because, I mean, let's face it, anything worth the trouble is worth the focus shift or the expenses. Yeah. Um, anything that you want to trouble your life, you definitely will pay for. Because um, how you said it was women expect men to be taking all the hardship and damage and stuff like that so the women can stay happy 100% of the time, and that's just not fair. Right, exactly. I mean, look look at how the whole sex thing goes. So, <laughs> if, if we're honest, if we're honest, um, the man approaches the woman, even though the woman gave the choosing signals or whatever, to let him know if he was savvy enough and if he was intuitive enough that she was interested in him. He then makes the approach, makes the move to go talk to her, and they try to create some chemistry. Um, and then the woman has to get him to press so that she doesn't feel like she's leading or it's not looking as if she's leading because the world will say, oh, she's this type of woman. So she has to make moves without making moves to make him make a move so that they can move together. That's the most confusing thing. In, in the world, you know, without just being human, as you said, and be like, yo, I like you, I like you too. Is we going to do this or not? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but like I said, right now, we're, we're, we're focusing on making the world safe for, for women, um, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, women deserve to be safe. But in the same token, you've got to allow men to be safe as well. Um, you can't have your cake and get it beat too. <laughs> yeah it's like do I don't know like I said help other people out or be helpful and protective but like if it's if you're sacrificing a huge chunk of yourself for someone else like you gotta keep in mind what you're doing why at what cost kind of thing right for sure is it worth it yeah. alright well that's it for me uh, Cody you suck at letting me close but yeah alright <laughs> yeah well yeah, um you know what? You know what's crazy? So helping people is not something that usually happens in the story of the week. We have no TS, but we have a Cody. 
Yeah, and speaking of which, and this is, uh, I did not want to read this out loud to the public. This is not fun. Do it in your T.S. voice. <laughs> Hello, I'm just <laughs> moment. I'm just going to read it because I'm not. Okay, disturbing moment member of Facebook group dedicated to pointing loaded guns at one's genitalia accidentally shoots himself in the testicles. He deserved it. So apparently, so this guy like satirically made a Facebook group again, like for people like, and he was just that were like pro gun and he would just point guns at his own junk. Mm -hmm. And at one point he accidentally let it off. And then, um, he let's see there's some weird cheddar pub, yeah. I'm going out to read and it says uh he posted blah, 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 the wounded man documented what happened next in a series of posts writing, Hey boys, I might have effed up. Uh <laughs> then it, later on <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. I just shot myself. Uh the gun enthusiast continued her narration. God's caliber went through my scrotum, mattress, back spring, and floor. <laughs> oh, God, 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 God. Oh. Fucking idiot. Oh. You pointed a, a gun at your dick. You deserve whatever fucking happens. That's totally your fucking... Oh, God damn it. An admin for the Facebook group reported that the victim was 100% okay and even went uh, to work the following day. Not 100%. <laughs> right, not 100%, bro. That's not... That's, that's lies. All right, you, so, you went to work the next day with your nuts shot? What the fuck, bro? I mean, I don't know what he does for a living. It may or may not say on here, I did as well as I could, T.S. You said you believed in me, but if you want to clear this up later. <laughs> in the group or something. This is just out of fucking hand right now. Right now, it's out of hand. Jesus Christ. Uh, out of hand and into his scrotum and box spring and floor. <laughs> 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 and that do you have a fun fact um snapple let's see mosquitoes are attracted to people who just ate bananas wow okay and that <laughs> peanut butter can be converted into diamonds wait really adult humans are the only mammals that can't breathe and swallow at the same time oh my god oh my god i don't think i can well, of course you can't. You're a human. <laughs> well, and there you go. That is episode 75 of Not Politically Correct. Uh, there's no TS here this week. Um, he's in, with the Lord. Um, but it is your boy, Ro McCoy, a.k.a. He didn't die. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Okay, yeah, that came out really wrong. He didn't die. He, the, God is everywhere, and he's with God. Look at he's that. He's, uh, he's at church. Um, so it is your boy, Ro McCoy, a.k.a. And so is TS. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm at. Oh, we won't call KPT on Twitter. Oh, Jose. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> He's not dead. Russell. The bar, the barman. Oh my God, Teddy Rose. Where to? Oh, he's Snapchats, IGs. You know what it is. Right. You know. And on that note, gang.